Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life. There's something wrong in the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Hello, friends, and welcome to The Secret Podcast with Sixth Sense Media. It's the show that challenges reality, questions that which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change, making the paranormal feel quite normal and the supernatural quite natural. And that's exactly what we aim to do. That is exactly what is happening in our current existence in this reality matrix that we exist within right now. Some fascinating things that are going on that I want to talk about. Farsight Institute did a remote viewing project over the past month for their time cross, released in December structures on the moon mind blown it's incredible data that they gathered i can't wait to talk about it and bob lazar have you not heard about bob lazar 1989 he's the one that broke the area 51 story i've talked about him i've even been critical of him on the air um there's a documentary that just dropped on december 3rd uh, i've been watching the build-up for it and some interviews behind the scenes and stuff about it I got to say, uh, it's some heavy stuff. We are living in a time where conspiracy theories are being proven true. Uh, Some of the craziest science fiction things that have been dismissed are coming out right now. It's an exciting time to be alive. What does it mean? How does that affect us and what do we do about it? I want to make sure we're keeping those thoughts in our minds. So I'm going to get to that in uh, in a few minutes here. I have some news. I have some personal stuff I want to talk about uh, as I try to kick off every show. I, I'm just I'm thankful to be doing this show at at this time to be covering these stories. I I don't understand why more people aren't excited about this stuff. Why more people aren't talking about this stuff? I swear, uh, you know, I've been putting some stuff out there on Facebook, and, and the putting a lot of health stuff out there and wellness stuff out there and feel-good stuff out there, and it gets a ton of attention. And then I put some stuff out there like, hey, UFOs are real, and here's the story behind it, and blah, blah, blah. I get crickets, man, nothing. So I know people are seeing my content, but nobody wants to touch the UFO stuff. Why? Now, I'm probably asking a biased group right here because we're, if you're listening to the show, you obviously have an open mind to UFOs. Why don't people want to talk about this? Why? I, I, I don't, I can speculate. I, I mean, I can speculate all day long. You know, I mean, it's a major paradigm shift. I spoke to somebody the other day. I was talking about AI and, uh, you know, hive minds and all this crazy stuff we talk about, you know, implants in the brain and connecting your mind to the cloud and, and all that stuff. And they simply asked me, what does my day look like when this happens? I didn't I didn't have a good answer, and I was it was a, a humbling moment for me. I was like, well, I don't know what your day looks like. Your brain's connected to the cloud. And they said, well, why is that bad? I didn't. I don't think I can give that answer in a casual conversation. Maybe that's just a cop out answer. But from I guess from where I'm coming from, I've been looking at this from one not one perspective, but from mainly one perspective of I don't think this is necessarily a good thing for humanity because of the vulnerability and the potential for this AI to be corrupt and then further manipulate our reality. I have looked at the other side saying this could be a good thing, but I focused on the, you know, this might not be the best choice for us here because of how it's going to change everything. So I, I don't, 
I did not know how to respond to that statement. What does my day look like? And I think that's something we need to be thinking about. How does this information, if the worst case is true, if any of it's true, how does it impact us? How are we going to deal with this? Um, I, I think that was a, a, a valid question, and I, I just I couldn't answer it. So anyway, I'm going to move past that, but I'm going to come back to that question, and I'm going to come back to it with this UFO and with this alien stuff, and I want you to be thinking about this. What does my day look like? The day that disclosure really happens, that, hey, here's, here's what's going on, here's what's been happening, here's what you've been missing, how does that impact us? And, and maybe the reason why I didn't have a good answer is you, you, this is somebody who's not interested in this stuff like the way I am. So I want to sit there and scream and say, well, we're being set up. We may not have a choice in the matter. It's a direct effect on our consciousness that could have a direct effect on our behavior, which is already happening. And that manipulation bothers me and it frustrates me with the UFO stuff. If we find out that we've been lied to or we've been deceived for so long, I mean, we know that's been happening. No matter what the reason is, I think it's going to be upsetting. Even though... I mean, I don't know anything, but for the president in my head, I'm thinking like, I know, I know there's something going on, right? Now we got this stuff coming out and I'm, I'm very, I still think there's a, a hidden agenda here. I still think there's a manipulation going on. But anyway, if that information comes out, what do you say? What do you do? How do you feel? And I, I, I do, I really think that we, it's something we need to meditate on. It's something we need to focus on. We need to be prepared for that. How are we going to handle that information? How are we going to handle that official acknowledgement that we're not alone? We haven't been for a very long time, and your history is nothing what you've been taught in school. Oh, and by the way, your government has been lying to you. Or, oh, by the way, people have been abducted. Oh, and by the way, experiments have been done on them. I mean, I, I could go on and on and I can make this sound really, really scary. I don't know. I don't know what's going to come out. How do you process that? That's something I want to I want to be working on that through the show and, and with all of us because it's, it's going to be what we make of it. No matter how bad or scary it is, our gut reaction, our emotional instant reaction could be one of aggression, anger, frustration, sadness, fear. And I want to prevent that because we got to ask ourselves, are they constructive reactions. So these are things that I think are important for us to be mindful of. What should a constructive, so uh, one exercise you could do, a mental exercise, think of a worst case scenario of, of disclosure, like a, an acknowledgement of a worst case scenario, whatever that may be to you, and then think of a reaction that is constructive, not destructive, something that's going to serve you. And I'm not saying Go out and kill them all. I don't think that's beneficial to really anybody. How can you find a way to react and prepare yourself to react in a way that will be positive and beneficial? I'm not saying stick your head in the sand. I'm not saying make yourself vulnerable. Let me make myself quite clear on that. Okay. Let me step back. I got way ahead of myself. This is how excited I am. And, I gotta, and let me tell you something. Eight minutes ago, it's, it's just about nine o'clock now on Friday night, December 7th. Eight minutes ago, I'm sitting here going, I'm tired, man. I I just I just want to go to bed. And the second I started talking, I am just charged up with energy because I think this stuff is is it's just enlivening. It's exciting. So 
Speaking of that, speaking of our mindset, keeping it right, I'm, I'm going to jump right into it at, at SixthSenseMedia.net. Ray just put up something called a confidence mantra. And I think this is something, again, we need to be mindful of. Our, our, our thoughts and our emotions, and I'm not saying we need to control and regiment your thoughts and only think positively. And We need to acknowledge that there's bad stuff out there. But what we can control is what we do with that information. And we need to, I, again, stay away from the fear-based media. And I know I share some of those stories sometimes, but I'm not consuming that all day long, 24-7. I'm reading things that are uplifting. I'm paying attention to things that make me feel good. Not in a state of ignorance, but my, my point is this. Ray has a mantra out there. He calls it the confidence mantra. And it's a recording, I'm, going, I'm reading from what he wrote, that's meant to be listened to while relaxing or meditating, Headphones make it a better experience. The recording begins with three minutes of a single word mantra, confidence, and it continues with several affirmations invoking your confidence that life is happening for you. Now, Ray's got some awesome music that's behind it. I mean, it's just such a peaceful, empowering meditation to listen to. It's about 16 minutes long, and he's got some amazing visuals that go with it. If, you're, if you are trying to meditate and you're having a tough time with it, Try some of Ray's affirmations. See if they fit. There are so many different ways to meditate. And I've tried, I've tried a handful of different techniques, and some of them don't work. You think, I just got to sit there and quiet my mind. Uh, that didn't work for me. I, I, you know, my mind starts to wander, bounce around. Sometimes a little bit of guidance will help you get into a different state where you can then get into all that other stuff. And this helps empower you. It changes that internal self-talk to something that's going to serve you instead of something that's going to hold you back. So there's there's uh, five different affirmations that are in there. I am confident the doors that need to be open, uh, the doors that need to open always open for me. Whatever I need comes my way. The information I need always appears exactly when I need it. The people I need to meet are coming my way. So this is a powerful thing that Ray has, and it's available for free for you. The link's at sixcentsmedia.net. You can download a free MP3 copy of it. So check it out, sixcentsmedia.net. You can listen to the whole thing on your own uh, before you download it. At, Ray, Ray's got the YouTube video up there as well. Um, just check it out, man. This, this is a tool you can use to help empower your mind for just what I was talking about. If something bad comes your way, you can use these things. And that's what I love about Six Sense. Here's a shameless commercial here. It's what I love about Six Sense Media. It's what we're bringing to the game. We're not just telling you this scary stuff. We're trying to help empower our readers and our listeners with not just information, not just knowledge, not just some entertainment, but tools that you can use that are going to help us in in any challenges we face, whether it's personal life challenges or, oh my goodness, the worst case scenario, the aliens really are invading, or Project Blue Bleem and the government is posing as aliens and putting everybody in internment camps. Whatever it may be, we're trying to put some basic tools in place here where you can go within and strengthen yourself inside because that's where the battle's won is within. That's where we need to start. I, I firmly believe that with everything, so that's where it begins. All right. I'm rambling tonight, guys. I'm sorry, but it's going to be a good ride, so please uh, strap in. Speaking of which, CNN has an article out. Here we go. It's called Forget Weed. Some Oregonians want to legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Uh, Oregon's Secretary of State has just approved language for a potential ballot initiative that would legalize psychedelic mushrooms. Now 
organizers need to get 117,578 signatures to actually put their initiative on the ballot. If they get the requisite number of signatures, Oregonians could vote on the decriminalization of psilocybins, or magic mushrooms, in the 2020 general election. If Oregonians were to approve the initiative, it would decriminalize psilocybins and allow for the licensed manufacturing and administration of the substances. In recent years, some studies have shown that magic mushrooms can have positive effects, especially those undergoing cancer treatments and chemical depression. The intent of the 2020 Psilocybin Service Initiative of Oregon is to advance a breakthrough therapeutic module currently being perfected in research settings at top universities around the world. Architects of the ballot initiative, Tom and Sherry Eckert, write on the campaign's website. Uh, in the United States, possession of psilocybin is a felony as they are classified as a Schedule One substance. Now, I've talked about psilocybin and, and magic mushrooms and the benefits of that and the plant medicine and the communication. I've never taken it, so I'm standing on the shoulders of other researchers and experiences into it. But again, mainstream science is now looking at this as a benefit for treating things like clinical depression and, and cancer and dealing with terminal illness and so many other things. And again, I know this goes much further. I believe this goes much further spiritually for a lot of us. The plant medicine, and we, I was talking about this online through, for, through our various platforms out there. The plant medicine has a real intelligence behind it that is, is designed, I believe, to help us not only face our demons, but to heal them. I had people sharing some of their experiences um, out there in social media world saying it was an amazing feeling, but then things got kind of dark and it was like a giant purge for me. And sometimes, uh, you know, we need to have that purge to let go of those um, negative raw emotions, that energy that we're keeping within us. I talked about a purging experience I had a few weeks ago and I felt lighter and I'm, I'm doing a lot better because of it. I believe plant medicine can help with that. I'm not saying go out and take a bunch of magic mushrooms. You need to meet with somebody who knows what they're doing if that's something you're interested in doing. But anyway, I think that's exciting news. Uh, speaking of drugs that were once illegal and are moving their way towards becoming legal, I found this through AmericanMilitaryNews.com. CBD is about to revolutionize the veteran community and PTSD taking America by storm. So there's an article, I'll have it in the show notes at sixcentsmedia.net and in the secret newsletter. But it's late, uh, the article states, it's the latest product taking the United States by storm and chances are you've probably already heard about the hemp-derived chemical compound by now. The CBD market has grown so much that it has drawn in everyone from the U.S. senators to multi-billion dollar companies and the veteran community where it already has a huge following of vets who use the product to help with PTSD. Even Coca-Cola, the world's largest soda company, released a statement earlier this year saying it is closely watching the growth of CBD as an ingredient in functional wellness beverages around the world, leading to speculation of a future CBD-infused drink. Uh, to that, I'm saying boo. I, you know, Coca-Cola... I'm sorry, with all the crap that's in there and all the detriments that's doing to people's health, not a fan of that. But the natural stuff in its raw form, uh, from what I'm hearing, from what I'm seeing, um, it, it, it's a huge benefit to people. Somebody recommended that to me for some of the, the anxiety that I tend to get sometimes. Not that I'm you know, really in bad shape right now, but it's something I, I am going to look into to, just to see what it does, what it's like. Um, I, I, it's weird. There's like this conflict that... I don't want to get, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. 
I'm almost like shell shocked. Like, wow, now they're talking about legalizing psilocybin. They've got good research coming out about it. CBD oil is, is becoming legal. Marijuana is becoming legal. Things that were demonized said, you know, there was gateway drugs. You're going to make you these bad people. You're a criminal. You're going to jail. You, you know, like all this bad stuff about these things. And now the door is starting to open for them through mainstream sources who lately have been the enemy who were not trusting. I still don't trust. So I guess that's why I'm nervous about it. But I'm just taking a step back saying, all right, why all of a sudden is there a shift here? That is that is something that I think we need to ask. Take advantage, but be cautious. And, and I, I, last week I talked about Battlefield Earth where they gave the, the humans access to a learning machine because they wanted the humans to go mine gold for them. Sounds like the Anunnaki. Um, but they gave the, them access to a learning machine. And the humans ended up taking that learning machine and accessing information that would allow them to defeat their captors. So take advantage of this stuff in a responsible, safe way that's going to enhance and enrich your life in a way that will put you in a better position to deal with challenges and hardship. I, I really believe there's good stuff out there that's happening. And, and I, I know I talk about a lot of the scary stuff sometimes, but there's also good things out there that we can benefit from. Uh, so I'm excited to see this moving in that direction. But again, proceed with caution. Do your due diligence into the companies that are providing you this stuff. And make sure you check the ingredients, the other ingredients, the additives, the fillers, and the side effects of that. You never know. Big business, big corporations, governments, they do some shady things. So I think there's a lot of benefit. But just please remember, proceed with caution all right here we go next article this is some matrix level stuff here come the cyborgs scientists have connected the brains of three people enabling them to share thoughts this is from uh where are we at here uh, educate inspire change.org Neuroscientists have successfully hooked up a three-way brain connection to allow three people to share their thoughts, and in this case, play a Tetris-style game. The team thinks this wild experiment could be scaled up to connect whole networks of people, and yes, it's as weird as it sounds. Okay, just from that alone, go back, I guess about a month or two, and listen to my show on the Hive Mind. This sounds really cool. If I can put on a hat which these people are wearing those mesh hats or not having electrodes implanted in their brains. It doesn't look like that way anyway. If I can put on a hat and suddenly have this neurological connection to somebody and share thoughts by my choice where nobody else is tapping into it, that's pretty cool. Um, my fear with this is that what impact does this have on our ability to connect telepathically naturally? Do we develop a dependence on technology that then limits us from finding our own inner connection to this matrix that already exists? Or does using this create new connections that when we take the helmet off will allow us to still keep those connections open? That's something else we haven't considered. I don't know. But again, proceed with caution. I look at this and I see this as a precursor to what's to come. Let's not get carried away. Let's not go off the deep end. Some of it sounds really cool. Don't get yourself jacked in to the point where you can't get unplugged. And we need to be mindful of that. So again, I think that's my theme. Proceed 
with extreme caution. Here we go. More positive stuff in our realm comes to us from unknown country. NASA researchers urges SETI scientists to take UFO reports seriously. What? Here we go. In a presentation delivered to, uh, to a meeting held by the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Institute last spring, a scientist from NASA put forward the notion that the idea that extraterrestrials may already be visiting Earth isn't such a crazy one and that SETI might invest some resources into studying high-quality UFO reports for signs of non-human intelligences. Signs that might indicate that the subject of their research might be closer to home than they think. All right. Uh, citing recent advance... Advances in the understanding of how common life might be throughout the universe and the potential for the rapid evolution of technological cultures, Silvano Columbi- uh, Colombano, a researcher at NASA's Ames Research Center, told attendees at the SETI meeting that a number of beliefs long held by the scientific community need to be reevaluated, including the unproven assumption that one, interstellar travel is impossible or highly unlikely, two, radio waves continue to be the major form of communication for thousands and millions of years, Three, intelligent civilizations would be based on carbon life. Four, we have not been and are not being visited. This is coming from NASA. Now, I said it probably about a year ago. I think we're looking at a gradual release. This is a preparation of society to prepare for the information that, yep, we're not alone. So we're going to get, we've got UFOs are being sighted, but we're not going to call them alien yet. Now Bob Lazar is coming out with his story, but it's not it's not in your face mainstream right now. It's really the UFO community who's interested in it. But there's going to be millions of people talking about it. But the information is getting more credible. Now you've got NASA saying, "Hey, keep an open mind. There might be something to this here." I'm t- I'm telling you, I, I I in our lifetime, I think in the next five to ten years, we're going to get some kind of crazy announcement crazy acknowledgement get excited about it now get the excitement out of your system and prepare because again problem reaction solution you got the negative cabal out there too that we've talked about the space force coming online whole bunch of wacky stuff that could be uh, used to manipulate us and that's something I need us to be mindful of and to remember I feel like I keep scaling it back I'm excited but let's keep let's keep some of this stuff in mind we need to be mindful that this information may sound incredibly fantastic and I'm sure that it is be prepared to ground yourself and take a look at the bigger picture at what's going on and ask yourself is this information although maybe some of it's truthful. Is it being used to manipulate me or mislead me or cause me to look in a direction to hide something else going on? I feel like we're always 20 steps behind, so I, I, I trust nothing there with the mainstream. All right. That's it for the news. I want to get into Farsight and, and Bob Lazar. First of all, Farsight, again, I commend them on their remote viewing journey and and what Courtney Brown, the way he's leading the Institute, the Farsight Institute at farsight.org. Check out all their stuff, a wealth of resources. Again, we have the ability to know things, to learn things, to evaluate the validity of data that comes our way. Now, again, I've said it before, remote viewing is not the end all be all. But is it a big piece in an investigation or data collection or evidence gathering when you're trying to understand something? 
So Courtney Brown, and I, I'm not going to go into all the detail. I don't want to steal his thunder. I will have the link in the show notes. You go watch it. It's like a half hour long, 40 minutes, whatever. He had three, possibly four viewers. I can't remember. There's at least three viewers. And they were reporting on, I think it was the Cassini spacecraft back in the 90s. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. But it took some pictures of the lunar surface. And they have originals. When the original pictures came out, there was obvi- obvious something on the moon that was then, it looked like, smudged out. You can clearly see the editing and the doctoring of this photo. And then an updated version of the photos came out shortly after that, and it was a much better smudge job. It was harder to detect. So there's, you look at these pictures, it's like, yeah, somebody from NASA is hiding something. It looks like some kind of tall structure. So they targeted that particular structure that was observed on that. It was taken, uh, you know, by this camera. And Courtney Brown goes in to explain the the high resolution of this camera, how it should not create these smudge marks at these key areas. We should be getting, I think he was saying it could read uh, a license plate from outer space. That's how strong and powerful these cameras were that were taking pictures of these massive structures. So anyway... He targeted these structures, and he had he had his viewers go in for this time cross viewers go in and take a look at these structures, and every single one of them identified a structure built on the moon. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. How many conspiracy theories does that fit right now? If this is completely accurate, even if this is partially accurate, and ultimately what they saw was, it seems like this is the, the not everything on the moon. They were just targeting this one structure. Present day, it seems like it's abandoned or maybe there's a ghost crew there. Now, they did go back and look at a time when it was occupied and they did see humanoid uh, beings there. They did not seem like they were us um, but some type of humanoid civilization or, I'm sorry, group there. Um, this structure, they said, seemed to be some kind of power source encased in a dome up on the moon. Um, I, I, what do we do with that information? We've heard a lot of accounts of possible structures on the moon. And this ties into Ingo Swan's remote viewing data where he saw structures on the moon and he saw a civilization on the moon or people, beings. He's got a great book out there. I talked about it a, a while ago. I'll have the links in the show notes. I can't remember the title of it right now. I read it about two years ago or a year and a half ago. Great book. Is there life on the moon or was there life on the moon? Who were they? Are they connected to us genetically somehow? Are they the ones that are observing and manipulating our planet? Is the moon an artificial structure? And these are observation points and power structure centers for the farm that is Earth. I mean, this can go in so many different directions. And this is something that if you're a remote viewer out there, this would make a great target to put together to expand on this even further. What is the moon? What are these structures? What is this civilization? So many unanswered questions. I would love to get uh, Dr. Brown 
on the show. I think I'm going to push to try to get him on here and 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 see what his thoughts are on this because he said he said this fits with and he goes into the other projects that they've done. He said there was some kind of he called it like an alien resort. I think he said on Iapetus, which is one of the moons of, I don't know if it's Venus or Saturn or Jupiter, one of the moons out there. And he says, and then with his other one, the war in heaven, it sounds like there was some major interstellar war within our solar system. And this is all the data they have out there. I mean, go go check out everything that they they have. It's all available out there for you. But it seemed like there was some interstellar war that destroyed a planet and th- these are the ruins that are left behind from it. And somehow then we're connected to this. Either we, we may be the reemergence of whatever is left after that war is what it sounds like to me. And it ties into the story of Moses to this. I mean, it, it's a fascinating history. I, I hope I can get him on uh, to, to run us through that timeline. But again, wrap your mind around that. The movie Star Wars was real and it happened, let's say, 12,000 years ago in our solar system. And Sumeria was the reemergence, the rebuilding of civilization after that interstellar war happened. And we've been been manipulated by these ETs or the survivors or whatever since then, kept in a state of ignorance for reasons unknown at this point. And our true psychic connection has been repressed for reasons unknown at this point. Again, we can speculate all day long. But the more you study this, the more the acknowledgement of structures on the moon or UFOs being real, the more weight that bears on and the more light that sheds on who are we? I still have more questions than answers, but if that's true. Think about that for a minute. We have untapped potential. And that's one of the things I take from this is if this is real, there's structures on the moon. There was a manipulation of our, of our species at some point in time. There's so much more to us. And that's inspiring to me. Despite all the scary stuff that comes with it, don't forget that, my friends. Please don't forget that. All right. Let me move into Bob Lazar. Now, I I talked about him, I guess, a few weeks ago. I caught it on YouTube. George Knapp recently interviewed him. Bob Lazar, okay, 1989. Bob Lazar is the one that came out as a whistleblower. Um, Initially, he didn't release his name. They didn't show his face. But his story is he was working for Area 51, S4. S4 was a site below Area 51. It's, I guess it's a part of it or whatever, on alien spacecraft. And his job was to try to back engineer them. I believe he's a nuclear physicist. And all of a sudden, he comes out with this crazy story saying, yeah, there's this place called S4 at Area 51. I'm, I'm a scientist there, and they have alien spaceships, and I want to tell the world about it. And if you don't believe me, um, on Wednesday night, they're going to be testing these craft. Let's go. And they went, and they got video of these craft. So he backed up what he was saying. Now, since then... He's been discredited like crazy. His, Bob Lazar's claim is that 
his life was in danger. He went to George Knapp to break this story and go public, where they eventually released his name and his face, because then it's like, well, if they kill me, then my story is confirmed. So he did it as protection, is what he's putting out there. And again, I was very critical of the man uh, the last show I did, because he made some comments. I can't remember exactly what the comments were now. I said it in the, in the previous show, but it was like, I don't know that people are responsible enough to know about all of this. or whatever. He was very bitter, very angry, um, and I, I didn't like that. Like, well, who are you, dude, to, to determine what we're entitled to know and what we're not entitled to know? Now, I've been listening to a lot of Bob Lazar, a lot of the new stuff, with uh, Jeremy Corbell as the director, he, he, he's put this. This he's an indie director. Um, great stuff, man. I I like the guy. I really like the guy. Um, and, and the previews and the promos I've been seeing for this Bob Lazar movie that dropped just a few days ago, I'm excited for the film. I haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I'm excited for it. But Bob's been basically quiet. Here's some of the things they're saying. Bob Lazar breaks this story. UF, we have UFO technology. We're trying to back engineer it. Um, you know, here's some more information about it. And, and those of you that follow the Bob Lazar story or you go watch these videos, you'll hear the couple nuggets that are out there that can validate his story. You'll hear the criticism of him. But what they're saying is this. Bob never profited from this. His story hasn't changed in 30 years. He is the one that broke the Area 51's existence to the public. He was able to identify on three separate occasions when these unidentified craft would be flying over a specific location and video was obtained from it. So there are some credible things out there about him. There's been a lot of people who have attacked him and who have tried to debunk him. And then there's been a ton of disinformation campaigns. Bob, in a recent interview, was saying, he, he was saying, yeah, I was listening to some show the other day on the radio and some guy's out there talking. He's like, yeah, I got new information. I just had lunch with Bob Lazar the other day, and he was telling me this. He's like, I didn't have lunch with this guy. People just say they know me and drop my name and then make up all this wacky stuff. So there's a ton of crap out there, and that's the part of the problem as a truth seeker is there's so much junk flooding the market. Again, it's where remote viewing can be a great filter for this stuff. You know, target Bob Lazar and find out, is this guy telling the truth or what? What did he see? Anyway, sidetrack. I'm looking forward to this documentary. And I think it's something we all need to see. But I'm, I'm taking a step back here. A couple things I want to say on this. Number one, one of the things Bob said, he did, he did an interview with Secure Team. And I believe that's the only interview he's doing for this film. Because he doesn't do interviews. So he did an interview with Secure Team. It was a really good interview. One of the things he said, he's, he doesn't, he doesn't really speculate. He doesn't talk about things he doesn't know. He sticks to his story, and that's it. And that's a very smart move, I think, on his behalf. One of the things he said when, they, when he was asked, where do you think these craft come from? He says, well, he saw, I think it was like nine craft that he, he saw, but he only worked on one of them. And of that one that he worked on, it was compartmentalized, so he was only working on a specific portion of it. He said they had it so compartmentalized, he only he had a buddy. Everybody had a buddy, and that was the only person that he was allowed to talk to about this project. 
He said that hinders science because we're not able to have conversations with the other scientists out there to see how their parts are working and operating. He says what they did do is they gave us a packet, a briefing packet, that gave a general overview of everybody's section in case there was a connection. But they weren't allowed to communicate and talk. He said part of that packet that he had had uh, pictures or diagrams of the autopsy of these non-human entities. And the subject of androids came up. And he says it looked that it was some, some form of biological creature to me. He says, but it had... It looked as if all of the, the conclusion was that all of their organs were condensed into one organ in its chest. So all the, and it was one multifunction organ. Um, and there were no toilets on the craft. And it gives them all this stuff, you know, talking about what these beings might be. Didn't rule out that they're androids. He just said, I don't have enough information on it to say that. I'm getting sidetracked, but you know my interest in AI and androids and, and the grays and all that stuff. But they talk, you know, I think this documentary is going to get into matrix reality and, and time travel and, and where do they come from. You know, he did say, it did come up too, that he, he read in this briefing packet that they are allegedly from Zeta Reticuli. And we've heard that a lot. That's where apparently the grays come from. Um, he, he couldn't elaborate on that any further. But he, when asked, where do you think these came from? What condition were they in? Were they shot down? Were they gifted to you? He said something along the lines of, in my opinion, I don't have any information on this, but I think they were an archaeological find. And that was it. It was real casual, real quick. And that was on the secure team interview. So I'll have the links to that. You can listen to him, you know, his exact words of that. So let's think about that again for a minute. An archaeological find. Now let's look at Antarctica. The archaeological find. Farsight targeted Antarctica not too long ago, and they saw, you know, this uh, craft that was down there, and there's and that craft ties into David Wilcock and Corey Good and the whole religion that they're spinning out there now. Um, the structures on the moon and the ancient stuff. I mean, everything I just talked about in the beginning of the show, and then Bob Lazar drops that one little quick thing. That's something that I'm hanging on right now. That it was an archaeological find. Not saying that these beings aren't still here. It just, I think it just speaks to that they've been here for a long time. And now I'm just, I, I'm, I'm having that feeling of, you know, watching Close Encounters a couple weeks ago in the beginning where they're in the desert, they're finding the aircraft that disappeared 47 years ago and they're in perfect condition. Or the Indiana Jones movies where they're digging up these artifacts, you know, looking for the Ark of the Covenant. And like, I, I, that's, I think that's real. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, why? Remembering those movies, it's giving me a visual context right now. Like, yeah, I think our governments were out there digging for this stuff for a very long time, and I, I do. I, I think that the world changed in the '40s and the '50s. I mean, I think it's constantly been changing. I think we've been visited and interacted with for a long time, but I think something changed in the '40s or the '50s, and I think there's more to things like World War II that we're, we're unaware of, and I've talked about some of that on the show as well, uh, and, and so has, uh, was it Truthstream? I think did a, did a great breakdown of that as well. Um, I'm amazed how it's all connected. Psychic stuff, mind control, uh, AI, and ET UFO phenomenon. It's all intertwined and i think there's a correlation there what are we missing a ton of stuff we're missing so much but i'm just i'm excited friends i'm excited about this information that's out there um 
But I want to make sure we scale it back. I'll have the sources to everything I talked about tonight, obviously, in my show notes at SixthSenseMedia.net and in the Seeker newsletter. And uh, please take some time to go through it and let me know what I'm missing. What do you think? What's your opinion? Get creative. Where's your imagination take you with this? And how does this impact us? I mean, are we really living in these times where this this information's coming out? And then how do you... I guess one of my biggest challenges with this is being so excited about this informa- information and not really being able to talk to anybody about it. I mean, I could talk to all of you about it on my podcast, but... I just mean in my personal life. Like people are like, oh, that's interesting. That's neat. But I want to shake people sometimes. Like, do you realize what this means? And then I've got to stop back and think, how does this affect my what does my day look like? As I was asked the other day. How does this affect our lives? If it was to come out that all this is true, that they're back engineering UFO craft, that aliens have been visiting us for a long time, that there's ancient structures here on the earth and on the moon. What does my day look like? Well, in thinking about that, I think it goes a little bit further than that. Because I think we can look at what should my day look like? And I think that's what's bothering me about that question. Because I think that my day should look like, I should be able to communicate feelings of love telepathically, empathically, and connect and understand people on a much deeper level that I'm just starting to understand and I'm starting to experience now. I think that's part of the repression here. I don't think we should be experiencing diseases like cancer. I don't think that my father should be dead. I don't think that we should be addicted to fossil fuels. I don't think that we should be slaughtering animals in the, in the way that in which we are. I don't think there should be homelessness and poverty. So what does my day look like? No, what should my day look like? And I think that's what the question that should be asked. I know I'm putting, applying it to a different topic here than it was asked to me, but I'm jumping around in response to the AI stuff. If our mind gets connected to the cloud, my fear is that that's going to be another system of control because now we're having this breakthrough. We're getting all this knowledge. We're getting all this information. What if all this drops and then at the same time, boom, we're hit with this 5G. We're hit with this repression of our consciousness again. So it's like, we've got it, we've got it, we've got it. Uh Uh-oh, invasion of the body snatchers. It's back again. I I, I don't know. I I don't know, my friends. I I hope that answered. That question was for me. I don't know. I'm I'm getting emotional and a little confused now. But what should my day look like is how I want to respond to that. Because that acknowledgement is should also be an acknowledgement that we have been repressed and we should do something about that. I don't know what that is. I think it starts with the inner work. We should do that inner work. And and speaking of which, I want to share a uh, personal story. Um, I wanted to get to it at the beginning of the show, but I didn't get a chance to talk about it. The power of this inner work, this energy work, this connection that we have to everything. I, I, I did a Reiki session today for somebody and I had a lot of hits. Like when I say a hit, it's like I visualize something or I feel something or I perceive something. And afterwards I say, hey, here's what I saw. 
And sometimes they say, yeah, you know, it doesn't make any sense to me. That happens because I'm putting everything out there so I can learn. But simple example, I said, hey, I see a, like a pale yellow color on your back around where your kidneys are. I, I, I think you might want to get that checked out. And this person looked right at me and they go, oh yeah, just the other day I was told I had cysts on my kidneys. Like, how did I see that? And this isn't an ego thing. I promise. I, like, I'm, ex- I'm excited from the aspect that like, wow, this is so cool that I can see this stuff. Not that, I, you know, I feel bad that this person's dealing with this stuff. So please don't misinterpret that. But it's an amazing thing. And it's something that I'm confident that and listen, Food for the Archons, my book, it, it, it gets into, it will empower you. When you read that book, you're going to walk away going, I can do this. Because any, And there's good research showing you why. You will walk away from that book confident going, I, I do believe I can do this. I know I can do this. This is part of our natural ability. Anyway, when this happens, I want to run out and scream and tell people about it. And, and I, I, it's just exciting to me, my friends. So that's why I'm sharing it with all of you. Because I know... I hope you guys appreciate it. Maybe you just listen to hear what wacky stuff I'm going to say every week and you're making fun of me. I, I'm just kidding. I don't think that's what you're doing. But I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I meet, sometimes I meet some dull reactions to stuff. And, and, and I promise I'm saying that it's not that I want praise. I just want people to share in the excitement with me. Because it's, it's a really cool experience. And it's something that I, I want for all of you out there as well, because I believe that with this connection, we're better equipped to handle information like there's structures on the moon and we're being visited by ETs and have been for a very long time and reality's not what it seems. And instead of jacking into a computer system, we can use our own natural abilities to navigate the system we're already in. I believe that with all my heart, my friends, until I'm presented with information that convinces me otherwise. I'm going to go ahead and end the show here. Uh, Again, please continue to check us out at sixcentsmedia.net. Check out Ray Davis's book, Anunnaki Awakening. Again, you can find it on Amazon. You can find it at sixcentsmedia.net. It's a great read. It gives a great background. It's through the eyes of fiction, but if it gives a great background on the Anunnaki and uh, all this stuff that we cover here. If you like the ancient astronauts and ancient alien stuff, it's in there. Uh, and, and he's starting to get into some of the psychic stuff as well in there. Um, I love it. It's a great read. You can check out my books, I Am Human, We're Not Who We Think We Are. It's a free read. Sixcentsmedia.net slash I Am Human. You'll be signed up for the secret newsletter. Uh, also, if you're interested in my book, Service, A Soldier's Journey, Counterintelligence, Law Enforcement, and the Violence of Urban Education, um, that was my kind of glimpse at where are we right now in reality and, and what's happening to our students and our future here in the United States. It's a great read. It's my memoir. Purchasing that book will help support SixSenseMedia.net and what we're trying to do here. Any, anything helps. Um, uh, just and just check us out sixcentsmedia.net Ray's got great content that's coming up up there check us out on Facebook facebook.com slash the six cents media join our our private discussion group as well great conversations going in there great group of people shout out to all of you that have been participating in those threads um, it, it's growing and I'm thankful for it I'm looking for guests if you want to be a guest on the show get in touch um, you know you've heard some of the guests I've had in the, in the past I've got more that are lined up uh, please tell your story 
We need to hear more accounts of this. It's empowering for other people to hear that they're not alone and that we're going through this. If you want to be anonymous, you can be anonymous. Please get in touch. If you want to write me something to read on the air, I'll be more than happy to do that as well. There's a contact tab at sixcentsmedia.net. I think that's all the commercials and plugs that I have right now. I'm going to go ahead and end the show, my friends. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been another episode of The Secret Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you.